Welcome, HKY1. I still don't remember what episode we're on, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Your sometimes annual, sometimes biweekly, sometimes never happening dose of junk. Goodness. Goodness. (laughs) Joining me today is Ozzy. How you doing? Hello. I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent. I think we should rename you um, Mr. I still have not got my PS5. (laughs) Oh my God. So how's it going with that saga? I forgot about Give us an an update of where you are (laughs) trying to get one. (laughs) So Sony put out another round of draws. So Hong Kong, right? We're talking about Hong Kong. Uh, another round of online raffles draws uh, came out, I think, maybe first week of January, first or second week of January. Um, one of those was a first come, first served. I think that was the club, um, PCCW store or something. Mm-hmm. And again, within 30 seconds, uh, all consoles were, were stashed, uh, snatched up. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just gave up, honestly. Uh, I, I did sign up for some of the other ones, uh, the PlayStation Platinum Store, the Sony Online Retail Store. I know Fortress. You, got me, you got me to sign up to one of them. You, the yes, yes. You, you very um, happily was going to help a friend out, a friend in need. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, think, I think there's just not enough consoles coming into Hong Kong. Um, and with the amount of scalpers uh, yeah. out here, you know, it's just, uh, I'm just going to yeah, come to terms. We, no, it's fine. I think we, we look forward to your next um, update in two weeks time in the, in the next episode <laughs> to see whether you've got your, so I think we should make this a regular segment, right? Yeah. At, the top, at the top of the show, Vincent will tell us an update on his quest to track down the <laughs> PS5. In It'll Hong be 2022. Kong. When I officially buy a PlayStation 5, I will happily walk into the Sony store and ask for one. Oh, brilliant. That's the dream. No, so, forget it. Forget it. No, no, there's no chance. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? What's going on? Sure, sure. So Bitcoin. Do you, do you know much about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency? Uh, uh, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Bitcoin, blockchain, all those buzzwords started to increase in value. You know, it's all over the news. Everybody wants to jump on it now. Usually, when they start to, uh, talking about these and talking about things like this in the public domain, it usually means that you've yeah. missed out. It's too late. Um, but people still are trying to pile in, um, especially during this time right now of uncertainty with the whole COVID and everything like that. The value yeah. of Bitcoin has been going through the roof. I think it was tracking at one point, was it? $35,000, US dollars for one Bitcoin. You know, so to put that a little bit of context, I mean, back in 2011 or 2000 and 2009, 2010, it was worth about, was it $10 or $100 mm. or something like that? Yeah, so something ridiculously imagine low. It's, it's, it's gone absolutely through the roof, crazy. And uh, I remember sending a text to Matt, um, for those who, who listened to our first episode, um, the Matt, uh, uh, our friend, in March, and I said, hey, it's time, it's time. 
you know, it's time to, to buy Bitcoin. It, it was so low. The price was so low. Um, was this 20, March 2020? 2020. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then, you know, who, who would have known it would go, it would shoot all the way up to, it's, it's at 36,000 right now. US Back in 2020, it was still high. It was still, it was still high. To, yeah, but yeah, but you would have made more money. Yeah, of course. But if yeah. you if you went in, you would have still made. You would have come out making more money. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Mean, yeah, super course, high risk though, right? I mean, yeah, it's volatile. It's vol- the volatility yeah. is just not my cup of tea, mate. To be honest, <laughs> but forty um, k yeah. it was at forty k, January eighth. Yeah, oh, it's mad. Anyway, yeah, it's cryptocurrency. Mad. So Bitcoin. Um, mm. What I wanted to share with everybody today is a story about um, a man, a German programmer mm-hmm. um, by the name of Stefan Thomas. So this guy, I think uh, his story goes, as his story goes, um, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, he, he, he did some work for somebody and, and they paid him in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who, who are not uh, aware Bitcoin is is obviously the virtual currency, and you you can't really you can't physically have it right. So so it's in a, a electronic wallet, an, an e wallet. And fast forward to today. Yep. So I was going to say, when did they pay this guy, this programmer? What year? Uh, let me just check. Let me just check. I'm uh, guessing it's... it was probably about two thousand nine, eight, something like that, right? I think maybe. Yeah, must be. Um, okay, uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, it was a long time ago, right? When when Bitcoin didn't cost nearly as much as it, it does today. Hmm. Um, and guess what? He forgot his password. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he he was paid in seven thousand and two bitcoins. Okay. Okay. All right. And since then, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it's grown to have a net worth of around $220 million. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God. And uh, wow. he, he's, he's, he's come to terms with it now because uh, he said he, he did spend the last decade, you know, trying to crack it, trying to guess his password. But, um, he he told BBC News that he never intended to remember that password anyway. Um, so he, he he created some long, really long, secure password that he's now forgotten, and he's only got two tries left for his uh, uh, his password. And and once he uses up those uh, those tries, he will lose his e wallet and all the Bitcoin. Oh. So. What happened to the Bitcoin? What our interest? What happened? What it would just be, be those seven thousand five hundred Bitcoins would be we redistributed or actually I don't know. End? Does that happen? Right. Um, I think so because there's only a fine now. There's there's a finite so, oh, okay. amount of Bitcoin that's available. There isn't like endless, endless. Because you know, with currency, right? So you're talking about you know pounds sterling, for example. The, the the UK, the Bank of England can print more money. They can pump more sterling into the system, right? For liquidity, yep. that's no problem. Well, that's what's they been happening, right? Right. 
But with Bitcoin, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, there is a finite number of coins that can be mined. Mm. And I understand that they're very close to mining all available Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I'm guessing I'm guessing that those if you were to enter the wrong password again, I think maybe there's something in the e-wallet will kind of kind of just be like, okay, this person's trying to hack. I don't know if it goes back to the maybe goes back to the exchange, it becomes available again. I don't know, because each Bitcoin has its own unique unique um uh code. Yeah. Or let's say ID. Like some kind of ID, yeah, like a thumbprint. Mm. wow so this guy's got two oh look he didn't just come to okay let's be real right he didn't just come to terms with this right i guarantee (laughs) that he had there was there was therapy involved i'm sure there There was was, there was literally because if someone said to me right now that look this computer contains 200 million dollars this computer is locked in this computer and you cannot get it and you have five attempts to get to, to guess the password you've forgotten the password you're down to your last two trust me i'm gonna need some therapy right because <laughs> that is the only thing yeah. you're going to be thinking about 24 7 you can't go to work you can't do anything that's the only thing you're going to be thinking about right yeah let's let's yeah. let's be real this Absolutely. poor guy this poor guy so what has he done i think he's he's he's, he's um understand that the guy has now put the hard drive in some sort of vault so so that's a that's that's another guy that's that's another guy but um uh we'll come on to that one so this guy is he he lost the the keys to his electronic wallet right Mm. and uh you know he's been receiving so many requests from people to help him out you know the hackers have asked him to help um for for a fee right of course for a for a portion of of the the money um people have suggested hip uh hypnotizing him to help him remember the password. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Um, but yeah, to your point. So 18.5 million in Bitcoin. Um, it's estimated that around 20% of that Bitcoin is, is uh, lost or, or stranded in wallets. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm. So you know, if, if you, if what you're saying is true, then, then, uh, all that 20%, I guess, at some point will, will, will be available for people to, to mine again. No, not, um, re- not really, not necessarily, right? It'll just stay in those wallets. So like oh, that man, you just true. stay there. You just stay in the wallet. It will stay yeah. in someone's computer or someone's, um, you know, someone's hard drive, someone's uh, key fob, you know. Right, right, right. Where, Until be, they... Um, Until they unlock um, it. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's like having money down the back of your sofa. Just stay there until you just dig out the money again. Do you remember it's there and you put it? I don't out. know enough about <laughs> blockchain and, and Bitcoin to to understand the security around it. Is it is it that impenetrable? Yeah, because block, blockchain, you're almost kind of like blockchain, which basically uh, Bitcoin uh, fundamentally uses. It's almost like you have this ledger, right? So when you are where the banking system needs to improve the banking system is almost like the middleman right so you put money into your account you take money out of your account right you buy you sell you buy something you sell something you have that person in the it's middle. all registered With, right it's all registered but in in bitcoin correct me if i'm wrong i'm probably talking out of my bum hole right here 
but you have this electronic or digital ledger. HK101, right? weekly dose of junk. Exactly. <laughs> you have this like digital like ledger, which will have a list of all of the you know, Bitcoins available, the IDs of Bitcoin. And it's almost like peer-to-peer. So you're buying and exchanging, or you're buying, or you're buying, you're trading these bitcoins, but you're almost cutting out, let's say, the middleman. I know I'm talking absolute rubbish here, but maybe it's something that we need to discuss. Yeah, we'll, we'll on find another out. episode. We'll find out. <laughs> but it is, it is something called. It's, it's basically got to be the future. So with blockchain, blockchain fundamentally, you can apply it not just to exchanging, you know. Um, uh, not just to the banking system, but you can you can apply it to something like tickets, for example, ticket sales, or you can apply it to um, any sort of like exchange of goods or services. Blockchain can be yeah. used. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I wish I, I jumped onto the bandwagon uh, when I first heard of it. I'm sure a lot of people are are, are the yeah, same. It's but... never it's, it's it's never too late. It's never too late. But forty thousand, um, man, forty thousand. Is it too late? I think it's it's, it's a little late. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you know, when they start talking about it on the news, that means you're too late. But they started talking about Bitcoin a few years ago. It went up to like ten k yeah. or twenty k, yeah. and then people, but then it dropped off. It disappeared again for about a couple thousand, talking. right? It dropped. Yeah, too. and now people are talking about it again. And, you know, because it's breaking all these records and then because yeah. of COVID and everything like that. So it's a safe haven. It's almost like, um, what's that stuff called? Uh, like gold. Yeah. Like investing yeah. in gold. It's become it's become like a, a, an FX almost. Yeah, you know, but I don't understand. But the thing is, there's no... With, with digital currencies, there's no like intrinsic there's no value. Limit. And it's, it's weird. It's such a weird area, which is something that at the moment... The way people can really grasp what a digital currency is, when you think of the word currency, you think, okay, right, I have something and I can use this to go and buy something, right? Yeah. But at the moment, there's not many services out there that will take Bitcoin so, no, for I agree. exchange for a service. Right? I absolutely agree. So um, how can how you I... value my service? I can't. How do you value yeah. my service in Bitcoin? <laughs> so how, how I see it is... As long as something, as long as someone wants something, there's value, right? As long as you're willing to trade with me, for example, for any, whatever that may be, then it has a value, right? Well, the market and, determines the value of the, right? Yeah, it's sure, sure. So that I, I'm just saying like anything, really, a pair mm-hmm. of shoes, right? If you're willing to pay me $1,000 for a pair of Jordans, then that's what it's worth, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but just to put it into context for our listeners in Hong Kong, one Bitcoin right now is worth 284,000 Hong Kong dollars. All right. So, so you could buy a, a nice sports car with one Bitcoin. But, but, but you can't. You can't walk. I can't walk into, I can't walk into no. a dealership, right? No. And sit yeah. down with someone in the Ferrari dealership and they will say to me, this, this Ferrari is worth 300,000, no, it's worth 500,000 Hong Kong dollars. And I'm like, that's, yeah. oh, okay, that's cool. I've got two Bitcoin. Do you accept Bitcoin? No, we do not. <laughs> so the dealership will not, right? <laughs> but 
I'm sure you could you could trade your look. This is this is crazy. But yeah, you but could I can trade, trade your it, two right? trade it on the exchange, right? I can change it, trade it on a on a crypto ex, uh, yeah. on a crypto uh, exchange. Yeah, of course. Or you could trade it to a drug dealer. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. So Pornhub, you could you could you could you could invest in Pornhub. Pornhub, you know, they came out and said they're only accepting crypto. Well, that's the thing now, right? So it's always been that way. Cryptocurrencies have always been prevalent in the dark web for exchanges yep. for dodgy goods and services. So we talk about pornography, you're talking about uh, drugs and other unlicensed um, um, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about the mainstream. I want to walk into a Ferrari dealership and buy sure. a Ferrari with three Bitcoins, they may say, oh, no, we're just going to only take, except Hong Kong dollars, please, or, you know, you know yeah. of a currency. Or what is stopping Ferrari dealership to say, okay, you want this Ferrari, it's going to cost you uh, 2,000 Bitcoins. Wait a minute. So if I calculate that, that's costing me, blah, blah, blah. So who determines the, this is what I'm trying to say. Who determines how much a Ferrari is worth in in Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, it won't work because the, the 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 value just fluctuates too much. You're, you're never gonna yeah. get to that point. I don't think we will, um, unless uh, th- there's this uh, this idea of how all countries regulating their own cryptocurrency, right? Say the Hong Kong dollar. If if they come out with a crypto version of that, um. And the U.S. has their own, you know, U.K. has their own pound sterling version of cryptocurrency. Um, but then that, I, I suppose that would just be the same as what we have today. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's a difficult one, right? Because you're going to need, because banks, banks, there's no, banks don't necessarily hold. Okay, so if you put a hundred, if you put a hundred pounds, or say hundred pounds, if you put a hundred dollars in, into a bank, yeah, right, the bank has to cover that, right? Yeah. So what do I mean? The bank has to cover that. It basically means that at any point in time, I can go into the bank and I can ask for my hundred dollars back. Yeah, and the bank will give to, you yeah, right. So, but they need to be able to demonstrate and show that they are good for that $100 for them to keep that money, okay? So when it comes to them storing cryptocurrencies, so if I put um, whatever uh, cryptocurrency, they need to be able to make available that, le- that level or that amount of cryptocurrency at any given time to me. But you know that banks are also gambling with your money as well, right? Mm. So they are using their money and they are investing the deposits that you put into their bank, they are using it to obviously uh, place investments to make themselves money and obviously interest, et cetera, all these other things. Yeah. So it's, it's very difficult. For that, you need regulation. So these, the way the banks operate, they operate through or they are being, um, um, they're being dictated to by local government and reg- you know, through regulation. Yeah. And that's exactly what How do you regulate was Bitcoin? created for, right? It, it's, yes. it should not be regulated. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So let's see. Let's see. But um, yeah. you're talking about hard drives and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so there was I've another got, guy, right? There's another, another guy in the UK. Gee, all these stories are coming out. There's another guy in the UK. Uh, so a man 
there's a man who threw away a laptop hard drive containing Bitcoin. <laughs> he believes it's now worth around 210 million pounds. Nice. And he wants the local council in Wales to give him permission for him to search a landfill. Jeez. So the gentleman's name is called uh, James Howells has had 7,500 Bitcoins, a virtual currency on a hard drive, which he mistakenly threw away in 2013. He said he's willing to donate 25% of the value of the Bitcoins to his home city of Newport in South Wales, about 52 million pounds, if he found the hard drive. Newport Council said <laughs> excavation was not possible under his licensing permit. <laughs> Mr. Powell said that if he recovers the hard drive, he... He would want the money to be put into a COVID relief fund for people in Newport to use. No questions asked. <laughs> what, so all of it or, or 25%? I think 25% of it. 25% ah, okay, of okay, it. okay, okay. So basically, this man wants, is asking the local council in Wales for him to, to give him permission to start an uh, archaeological dig in the landfill <laughs> to try and recover this Bitcoin. Are they, are they, are they helping him out? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, yes. I didn't think I didn't think they would. The short <laughs> answer is though, I think it's um, and I think he's got a team on people. He's got a team of people on standby to like they're they're ready to go. But I right. think the 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 argument from the council point of view is like, look, there are too many uh, variables here. They don't know. Apparently, he knows the grid reference within the landfill where they'd be able to start mm. looking for it. But you don't know the condition of the hard drive itself. Right. So you can imagine or even years. the condition of the landfill itself. Right. I mean, is it safe to go in there? And well, this is why um, they're not letting any, anyone go yeah, in. There's like, yeah. no, this is not safe. I don't want people to go in and start digging yeah. for this stuff. Right. <laughs> There's going to be more people. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it's, it's, it's highly toxic. You know, the, the dangerous materials, it's Jesus. not ideal. And there's no guarantee, even if they find the hard drive, that they were able to recover the data yeah, off exactly. of it. Exactly. So, yeah. So looking at the guy's face, I don't know if you can. You yeah, I can got see the picture. that picture. I just see his, his face. So you like, you just. See... Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a man. That's a man that lost his Bitcoin. There you go, James, Mister Mister Howell, James. Shout, shout out to James. <laughs> yeah, look look for him. Um, wow. But yeah, Bitcoin, know, Bitcoin. I've got I've got a bit of Bitcoin. You know, I've got a bit of Bitcoin. Oh really? Yeah, I have. I have. How many have you got? I haven't got a full coin. I've got part of a coin. Uh, you can okay. buy bits of Bitcoin. I've got some. Yeah. I've got some Bitcoin. Full disclosure. Just let you know. Ah, rich man. <laughs> rich man. Yeah, look for Ozzy. Yeah, steal his Bitcoin. <laughs> Jesus. Don't forget your password. Where's my hard drive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't throw away your laptops. No, I've got um, I've got all the uh, I've got all those details, the hard, the, the the names and the passwords and everything. So it's all there. Nice. It's Hold on to that. That's that's gonna pay for your 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 boy's tuition. Mate, it's uh, you know you know me when it comes to investment, man. It's just buy and hold. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. simple. <laughs> Never sell. <laughs> buy and hold. Just hold on to it. Just leave it. Things will go up. It's called inflation, yeah. mate. Anyway. Absolutely. Speaking of passwords. Um, mm. Huge news on security. Was it that last week or the, this was this week, right? This week, breaking news this week. This week. Everyone news. went crazy. What happened? Tell us what happened. WhatsApp. WhatsApp changed their terms. 
Ooh. Right. So um, I, when, when did when did Facebook buy WhatsApp? I can't remember. Oh, you keep talking. I Google it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So basically, WhatsApp. Um, all of a sudden, they they uh, uh, actually for, for me one morning, I, I I woke up and I you know I was checking my. Uh, 2014 routine. february 2014 2014 facebook yes. purchases whatsapp they didn't change much of it right the t- terms and uh and conditions had, had remained the same until now um mm-hmm. that morning i woke up saw a pop-up saying oh you know whatsapp has changed their uh their terms i'm like oh what is this i didn't really read into it um and obviously i just tapped accept like uh most people would do um you, you hit accept when was this this week you saw the pop-up warning and you, you just hit accept that's right that's right okay interesting i remember i remember continue. doing that continue um, and you know I, I was i was half awake you know normally i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty uh, alert and and cautious of these things um as you know both both ozzy and i we, we don't we're not users of facebook um we don't have we we we're very aware of cybersecurity right? and privacy. Um, but then the news broke out, right? It, it's it, a huge backlash because um, uh, uh, the terms and conditions that they change basically means that WhatsApp will start sharing um, its users' personal information with Facebook freely. And not just Facebook, but also uh, uh, other Facebook owned companies such as um, Instagram. Um, I actually don't know any others. What was there? Was there any others? So this is the thing. This is what the, so the initial response to this notification was that WhatsApp will start sharing uh, data with Facebook. However, there was a massive uproar, right? Mm. But when you look into the detail and there are many articles you can go to, you can go to The Verge that dig into the actual policy. The policy is actually what they're only going to be sharing is sharing data with businesses, businesses that use WhatsApp. Chats, Uh, chats, calls, pictures, dodgy pictures are not going to be, they're not, Facebook is not going to be reading any of it. It's going to stay encrypted. Yeah, so so the the texts that itself themselves are still encrypted end to end, right? So so yes. they're uh, not going anything... to be digging into your into your messages. They can't see any of that. But what was concerning was that they will start having information on uh, your device ID, your location, uh, your your profile picture. I, I I don't know if I need to verify that one. Um, and also, even if I send you a link. You know how sometimes the uh, 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 the the app will preview your links, mm. so that information also gets stored. Oh really? Yeah, wow. yeah. So that the, mm. the, the, there's little things like that. Um, it's it's just a lot of data that they they uh, they store on your profile, right? And the fact that Facebook owns it alone um, is a bit nerve-wracking you know how facebook because facebook are facebook are the best when it comes to handling uh data isn't it <laughs> there you go mr zuckerberg um, you gotta you gotta trust that guy look at him man <laughs> so i don't know so so what was the fallout from this 
So what happened? What, what did what what did you? What were your observations? So that's a lot of things happened very quickly. Right? Right? A whole yeah. bunch of people started moving um, onto Telegram, onto Signal. Uh, everybody's been been yeah. You and I we we've been using Telegram for a little bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed a whole bunch of people just start signing up for it. You know, just random people. Mm. Um, and I, I think it, it, Facebook really needs to to come out and, and, and explain some of this stuff to people. Well, this is, this is breaking news, mate. Breaking news as of, what day is it? Yesterday. So Facebook have said that they're actually going to delay the new mm. policy until May the 15th. Amid, oh, okay. amid mass confusion about yeah. Facebook data sharing. So they've actually, because of the fallout, and I'm talking about the fallout, this is the fallout. 50 million users within a couple of days signed up for Telegram. So Telegram mm-hmm. now have 500 million users, active users. Yeah. For Signal, Signal, which is the other um, uh, secure That's app, funny. which is not necessarily owned by any major uh, internet company, mm. they, their signups have gone absolutely through the roof to the point that they've melted their servers. <laughs> yeah. destroyed their I, couldn't, servers. I couldn't text you today. On, on yeah signal. same same work. you know the infrastructure is literally just you know it's kaput but, um, yeah so this but is signal is a good one to to use right because i think form former whatsapp um devs or owners i can't i can't remember owner when, i when think Facebook, it's a yeah, of WhatsApp owner, owners. Right? yeah former whatsapp owners so it's not necessarily owned by any specific group i think it's almost like a non-profit group that okay. owns signal and the whole mantra is that, look, everything is private. Everything is secure. Everything is like, you know, yeah. encrypted. Don't worry. We don't share your data with anybody. No authority, no government, no um, internet um, giant. Yeah. I only found out the other day because I thought Telegram was quite secure, but I didn't know that Telegram didn't have full encryption. They only yeah, have full so... encryption for secret chats. But that not was, for um, a regular normal chat. Yeah, yeah. That, there was a there was a huge uh, uh, debate about whether Telegram was safe. Um, coming closer to Hong Kong, I think back when the protests happened, I think uh, uh, the Hong Kong police managed to infiltrate Telegram. Yeah. Um, so yeah, signal, signal, definitely signal for our listeners. If you want a truly safe and, to, and secure yeah. um, way to, to communicate. Well, so until what, 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 someone, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, yeah. I was saying until someone decides to buy that <laughs> as well. <laughs> so what are we going to do? Are we just, are we going to, cause now we're on signal, right? Yeah, we're on signal. Well, if it works, we, mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think telegram is still fine. If, if we, you know, we're just exchanging a few texts and stuff. Right. Um, but when it comes to private conversations or sensitive, you know, topics that we never talk about, <laughs> we would use Signal. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah, for example, if you need to send your mother uh, uh, the password to her her internet banking account, yeah. then you would, you know, <laughs> use a secure way to do that, and do not send it by email. Yes, some exactly. people think email is 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 safe. Oh, Definitely gosh. not. Definitely no not way. safe. No way. 
So this is interesting. So it's um, you know, Signal has been around for time. Signal was the the chat app of choice during the um, you know the Hong Kong uh, demonstrations at the time mm. as well. So it wasn't Telegram; it was actually Signal. Um, so it's um, it's interesting, and you know, WhatsApp by them. So you can, they WhatsApp have seen the numbers. They can see on the back end the numbers yeah. of users who have you know migrating to all these other apps to the point that they had to delay this rollout. So you can imagine it must have been huge, the yeah, yeah. the uproar. But okay, I can give you my opinion on this situation. So my opinion on this situation is that um, millennials, or we even want to call it Generation Z, or the the young folk they're always looking for the next new thing, right? Mm-hmm. On, if, if their grandmother and uncle and dads or mums are all on, on WhatsApp, they want to go somewhere else, right? Either yep. your Snapchat or in this case, Telegram or Signal, right? So it's interesting to see what the signups were for WhatsApp before this um, uproar, before this policy change, because I would, have, I would bet you that it was probably slowing down it was probably slowing down and by them having to do it because eventually they have to monetize. WhatsApp has to make money. It doesn't make any course, money yeah. at the moment, but they want to start making money off it. This gave the people, you know, kick up the backside to move over to other um, yeah. uh, apps. Right. So it'd be interesting to see. We will never know. We'll never ever see it, but just what the, the, the signups were, the rates of new users on WhatsApp, before yeah. this policy change, because I would bet you that it was probably slowing down, and you have other you have other apps like Telegram increasing, or increasing at a faster rate, or signups going up at a faster rate than WhatsApp. Absolutely, and the thing the thing is, I don't think people can fully move away from WhatsApp. You know, um, you know, people's parents, uh, like you said, uh, even if the millennials and the Gen Gen Ys or the Gen Zs move away you still got the parents on WhatsApp and some of them, which had just learned to use a smartphone or, you know, so, so mm. I, I'm saying I don't want to use it anymore, but if I still want to communicate with my parents, I probably need to either endure the pain to teach them how to use signal um, <laughs> or, or just, you know, stick with it. Yeah. But you'd be surprised what's, um, cause I know there's a lot of people that are saying that, Oh, but all my friends are on WhatsApp, that type of thing. So the other day, there was a, because um, I use Twitter just to, you know, um, look at um, breaking news and stuff like that. Yeah. And the other day, there, I think there was some sort of policy change with Twitter where I had to kind of re-verify myself. Mm. As, so it as wasn't in your, per, your, your real identity. No, my real identity. It just wants to make sure that I'm real. So he said, okay, okay. Enter, your, yeah. enter, your, your, enter your um, phone number and then we'll send something out to you for a password for you to re-authenticate yourself. I was like, okay, whatever. Sure. It didn't work. So I was entering my, my phone number. It didn't work for whatever reason. So I went probably a couple of days without um, Twitter whatsoever. And then everything was fine. I'm like, wait a minute. So then what I did so it was optional. I I just no, I just uninstalled it. I said, actually, do you know what? I don't think I need Twitter. So I uninstalled it. So I just removed it from my phone. I didn't bother yeah. re-authenticating myself. I said, I said, do you know what? I, I don't need to do this. I just uninstalled it. 
And okay. now I've been maybe two weeks without Twitter. So no thing. So I can still access Twitter when people send me a link. So if you send me a link to Twitter, obviously on my phone, I can still access, I can view right, the, right, right, the tweet, right? right? I don't need an account. So I said, wow, this is amazing. So the next thing I'm going to do, which I might actually just remove um, Instagram as well. So just remove it from my phone. Yeah, well, all all the Facebook-owned apps that you require an account, right? They they force you to have an account to, to log into it. But if you send me a link to Instagram, I can still view the Instagram. I can still view it without an account. Right. Yeah, I think it's 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 probably something to do with um, how people share their 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 account. Um, content. Yeah, I just think, I just think it's great that you're still. I think the point I'm trying to make is that you just don't need these things. You know, you'd oh, be yeah, surprised. Sure. And the for same sure. thing with WhatsApp. You'd be surprised if you say to yourself, "I'm going to uninstall WhatsApp from my phone. I'm going to get rid of it. Right. I'm done." You can still contact people. People are moving over to Signal, there are ways. moving over to Telegram. Yeah. And there are ways to contact people, the people that you really want to, you know, really want to speak to. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Security. Hot topic. Mm. Um, so we've been talking about the film Tenet for quite some time now. Uh, Tenet came out. When did it come out? Last year, summer, I remember. There was a whole, um, a whole, a whole situation in it, 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 whether Christopher Nolan wanted to release it um, to the theaters. I think he, he, he was quite adamant in, in doing so. Um, and at that point, it was the height. At, well, it, w- it wasn't the height. We, it, it, was, um, it was one of the peaks of, of um, uh, the coronavirus uh, in the U.S., Obviously, it was it was spreading across uh, the world, um, so there was a huge impact on the movie industry, and we talked about that before. Uh, Ozzy and I have finally uh, finished watching uh, Tenet. What did you think of Tenet? No spoilers, <laughs> mate. Uh, you know, I love the film. I love the film. I think it's great. Um... People are talk, People have been um, okay. So I went into watching Tenant absolutely cold. So what I mean by went into it watch, uh, into it cold is that I did not read about it. I didn't read the synopsis. I did mm. not look at one trailer. I didn't even know who was in the film. Literally to so that point, the only thing I've seen of the film up to the point was the poster. Okay. That was it. I didn't even know that a guy from Twilight was in the film. I had no idea. It was proper <laughs> proper. Yeah, exactly. It was proper media blackout. And that's exactly mm. how I wanted to, you know, how I wanted to uh, go into that film. That's the way it and should it, be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and I was like, you know, I love this film. I love this film. And um, I watched it again yesterday, last night. So and, before uh, we talk, so, so the first time you watched it, you loved it? The first time I watched it, I liked it. You know, I said, okay, okay this is a All good right. film. The second time I watched it, I said, okay, I really like this film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay okay interesting I really, like interesting. I really like this film interesting so so let me tell you what i thought as well and then as usual can you bring up the synopsis tell our listeners just uh what it's about and then we'll, we'll just jump straight to spoiler territories mm-hmm. right so I, the first time i watched it the first half of the film i was just thinking wtf is going on uh i i had no clue what was going on 
I remember sitting, it's, it's a long film, two and a half hours. Great film. Christopher Nolan, love him, love his work. Uh, all we, we talked about his cinematography, uh, his, his, his use of IMAX cameras, right? I, I have a nice 4K TV, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's quite nice. You know, it uses the whole TV, um, these wide, huge shots, brilliant, lovely um, film. Uh, but halfway through the film, I'm thinking, do I even know the name of the main protagonist? I actually don't know who he is. Not, I'm not saying the actor, right? I'm the, the character. I didn't even know the name of the character. So I was a little bit lost. I didn't understand the, the science behind it. I didn't understand the motivation of, of uh, some of the characters. Um, and uh, I think it was until just before the third act when, when they explain things, they started to explain things to me. I was like, ah, okay. Now, now I know what I'm, I'm watching. And that's when I started to like it. So at the end of the film, it, it started to wane on me that uh, I, the feeling that the journey that Christopher Nolan took us through um, was just not that enjoyable for me. So you that was, that like, was, you didn't like the film <laughs> at the end of the first sitting. I did not okay. like it. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah. the second, so, sitting, you, you... second sitting slightly different. Uh, we'll, we'll go into that. Right. So, so t- mm-hmm. tell us what tenets about. Okay. This is from Warner brothers. Um, armed with one word, tenant, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Ah, time. Okay. <laughs> okay. That tells you a lot there. <laughs> it's not much. Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched Tenet, go watch it. Um, and come back and, and listen to, to to us talk about this. So, second viewing, Ozzy, mm-hmm. what what changed for you? Um, I think it was just typical Nolan. It was a typical Nolan film for me. There were lots of uh, he had his fingerprints all over this in terms of oh, he had his sure. DNA running out running for an entire film. There's a lot of exposition, you know, which is typical of his films. When I mean by exposition, you got two characters walking down the street, mm. explaining exactly what's happened. There's several scenes of that with the protagonist, which is played by Mr. Washington, and you have Neil, which is played by Robert uh, Patterson. So there's a lot of bits where they're walking side by side, explaining mm. exposition. Very, very similar to um, what's the film um, that he created, the other film, that's Christopher Nolan directed. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Inception. With... Inception. Yes, we're we're very similar. <laughs> very similar <laughs> scenes. It's okay. Very very similar scenes. So yeah. for me, it was because you watched it the first time, and yeah, there's a lot of science, there's a lot of physics. Um, mm. It's there's look this is temporal uh, pincer attack, so time. So a time pincer movement that is happening. So the, the start of the, the start is the beginning and the beginning is the end. <laughs> yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. So when you're watching the film, you, you're seeing two timelines converge on, e- on each other. Mm. Right. And mm. they overlap and they converge each other. And it's, it's very, it's very, very mind bending. Okay. It is yeah. mind bending, but you also have, 
the typical Nolan, you know, action sequences, which I just flipping love. And another thing which I really liked when I listened to, when I watched the film the second time was the soundtrack. I love the flipping soundtrack. Mm. So we're talking about the high tension moments and you've got the, like, it was almost like the pacing. So the so at the beginning where with the whole um, opera siege with the terrorist attack in the yeah. opera cinema and the beats of the of the music pumping it jumps as, right in yeah as 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 the as the the uh, protagonist like enters the scene when he's running and he's and the bullets are flying and it really does keep up with the action with the music mm. and you've got the known and typical set pieces so when they want to infiltrate the arms dealer's house in India. Uh, the protagonist is sitting down with Neil and they're trying to devise a plan how they can enter yeah. the uh, the premises. But Neil is like, oh yeah, entering it is one way. Entering it is fine, but we're talking about how we're going to get out. How do we it. survive? <laughs> <laughs> and they go through different scenarios of, look, we can, you can bungee jump, you can parachute down. And he said, no, I broke yeah. my ankle when I, when I uh, was training, uh, doing uh, parachuting. So they said, like, let's slingshot. And they're literally slingshot themselves onto, <laughs> onto the building. And once again, it's just typical Nolan because you see similar set pieces within the Dark Knight trilogy. So you've mm. got the, the third Dark Knight uh, movie where they hijack that plane, when they literally hook onto the plane and they rip it apart. And you yeah. also have the, the, the Halo-type jump in the second Dark Knight film, when he jumps out of a plane and I think he kind of like parachutes onto Hong Kong, onto the um, IFC. IFC building. Yeah. So, you know, when I saw that, I was like, this is typical. And when they jump off again, when they try to escape, when they've spoken to the arms dealer, she goes, the arms dealer Priya, and she asks them, the police are here, how are you going to get out? <laughs> <laughs> and what makes me laugh is that as she's saying this to the protagonist, you can see Neil jumping off the building in the background. Yeah. So he's already gone. <laughs> and it's, so for me, I was like, you know, I love that. I love that type of thing. So the first act or the first half of the film is very, very well paced. So you have those scenes where they're trying to figure out what they need to do. So they are going around the world trying to figure out who has this inverted material, right? Yeah. I'm not going to go into how they, what is the inversion and what this inverted material is. So basically this is technology from the future that's been brought to the past. Okay. Mm -hmm. So people in the future have come back and they're revealing this material or they're revealing ways for them to be able to do things, which they didn't know what they were doing before. (laughs) Yeah. You you really need to read into the whole block theory um, it's all to do with um, theoretical physics and how time is uh, is set. Um, so, so you know, it's it's not the parallel universe theory that we all know. Um, this theory is it's basically if you if you picture a, a block like a shoebox or something, everything just happens in in your your timeline is set in that block. You can move mm-hmm. forward and backwards, but it's all set. Mm-hmm. Right, so nothing can change. Exactly, exactly. Well, that sounds interesting. Oh, that's interesting. We're looking at it. yeah, it's true. So they. So how do you want to do? This? Do you want us to go through the the whole movie, or do you just want to um, say the best bits that you? <laughs> no, so, you so like? the, 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 I mean, I I agree with you on 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 the action, and mm. the sound the sound design is just it, it's 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 you need you only learn um, and and you're only able to 
to enjoy those things, the little bits and pieces that he put in the second time you watch it. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I wanted to come back to, to, um, uh, to the second sitting is as, as su- like you said, the opera scene, the first sitting, w- when you, when you jump right into, to a scene like that, it, it's different, right? Cause, uh, uh, a traditional film, you, you would go through a three acts, right? Mm-hmm. You, you'll have a slow pace start to, to set the scenes, set the characters. And then you would have kind of a, a second act where now you understand who they are and the motives and everything. And then the third act, it ends, right? Yeah. But here you jump right into to a very important moment in, in the film. Um, so the second time I, uh, I was watching it, um, I noticed the little things that now, oh, that's why there's a keychain on this guy's back, <laughs> right? There was like a, a split second of a, of a scene um, where he shot, uh, uh, the, the shot was on, on one of the, the policemen um, and there was a little keychain on his back. And uh, one of the guys said, said to the protagonist that, oh, that's, that's not one of ours, <laughs> yeah. right? So in the first... In the first scene, they already showed you that there's this 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 uh, rogue person um, in in uh, helping the protagonist out. Mm. And throughout the film, you you then you start noticing these little things that Nolan the, put in. But the entire film is a whole like uh, pincer movement, right? The whole mm. film, because that's what Neil Robert Patterson says at the end. They said the whole thing, the whole thing is a whole pincer, is a pincer move. Yeah. So beginning is the, the end is the beginning. The beginning is the end. I keep saying, and yeah. they they literally are going past each other, which is very very mind bending, yeah. <laughs> if if anything. But um, it, it, it's it's yeah, you're right. It, it's it's once you understand that, then you enjoy like that. For me, I w- I started to enjoy the film a lot. Yeah, you know, it's good. Yeah. Again, I was thinking, ah, oh, Christopher Nolan. You got me. You got me again. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the, you know, so from like from the performances. So we spoke about the musical. Oh, by the way, the music was done by uh, Ludwig uh, Göransson, and he is the composer for obviously uh, Tenant. But he also did Black mm. Panther and The Mandalorian. Ah, okay, okay. And apparently, yeah. and apparently. He only was he only composed Tenant because Hans Zimmerman was not available. He was composing, uh, I understand, right. Wonder Woman, one, 1984, I think. I don't remember that film, and I don't want yes. to remember that film. Because all of Nolan's films or the recent films have all been composed by, all been scored by um, Hans uh, Zimmerman. Hmm. But anyway. That's, uh, he made a name for himself in, in Inception, right? Just... So yeah, he did Inception, Dark Knight trilogy, Dunkirk, yeah. all of, all of those films, and um, I think he also did Gladiator. I think. Oh, okay. So yes, so he's done quite a bit. <laughs> he's been around for a while. A powerful, um, yeah, hmm. music. So in terms of performances, what did you think of um, Mr. Washington? So the protagonist's uh, performance. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure, right? Um, uh, Again, the first time watching the performance, I was thought to, I was thinking to myself, why is this guy like he has no emotions? What's his motive? I couldn't see it. Like the actions were great. Like I, I thought his action, um, action scenes, uh, the beat em ups, uh, all of that was great. Um, mm-hmm. 
but then as as you start to get to know the protagonist um then you understand that he, he he's he's broken right because at, at the beginning um if you remember the scene where uh, after the opera scene he chose to to take the pill to kill himself mm. right instead of um giving up uh his team um and that 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 tells you a lot about someone right even even if you're a trained cia agent or whatever it's not easy to to make a decision like that right when when you're being tortured it was that it was at the beginning right because yes. he took the pill at the beginning which might be actually the end <laughs> when he because he could actually killed himself and he could have actually mm. that could have been the end of the film if that makes sense yeah it um, could have they yeah. they mention um so when he takes the pill he wakes up in the hospital bed he says to the dog am i alive or am i dead and you've got another agent that's in there and the agent said to himself, it's like, you know, it was a test and not many people passed this test, literally. Yep. So a lot of people will just talk in a, t- in a torture situation. They want to take their own life. And he did it and he was able to uh, pass that test. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, uh, I, I felt he needed to play that char- portray that character that way. Um, you know, not much emotion. And, um, and uh, I, I thought... I thought it was it was a good. Is this his first fe- feature film? I'm, no, I, I don't think I've seen Black, him Black, in other stuff. Black Black Klansman. That's, I don't that think I've his, seen that. That's the Spike Lee movie with Adam Driver. That's his. Uh, I'll say his breakout movie. That movie okay. was um, Spike Lee was nominated for an Oscar um, right. for that movie. So it's on Netflix in Hong Kong. So yeah, I'll check, it, check out. it out. But he's um, been in that, and he's also been in Ballers, which is the the Dwayne Johnson series on HBO. Right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not familiar with with Wash, Mr. Washington, um, yep. but yeah, I I think it was good. I think uh, if if he um, if he did it any other way, um, uh, it would it would take us away from from the tone of the film. Mm-hmm. But he showed a lot of. Well, the thing is, he he came across, yeah, he did come across as a cold, um, kind of emotionless like character. But it was after he met um, the character, I think it's, um, I've forgotten the name of, so Satur's, Satur's, Sater? Satur's uh, wife. Ah, uh, yeah, the, uh, name. Uh, the arms dealer. Yes, her what's her name in this film? I need Was to it the arm, find a cat or cat? That's it. Yeah, it's her yeah. cat. Yes, 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 yes. So when he met her, and obviously she's got a son and everything like that, you know, his character changed. Was a lot of his decisions were motivated by her safety because he felt personally responsible for her because he got her involved. He was using her to get to uh, Sator. Yeah. Right? To the arms that was part of the plan. Yeah, that was part of the plan. He was using her, but at the end of the day, she got caught in a crossfire, and he didn't want to get when didn't want to see her get hurt. To the point that he broke his own rules of tenant, because if you recall, at the end, when all three of them are standing in the field with different pieces of the algorithm, yeah, they say to each other, you know, you know, Neil says to the officer with the gun, he said, well, "Are you going to kill us now?" You know, because. Because you have to um, tie up all the loose ends, which basically means death. Yeah. Right? Because no one can know 
of this existence of the of the algorithm. So the safest thing is just to bury it somewhere and then you kill yourself. So that's where But, I had a problem with this film. Okay, go on. Go on. Go on. I'll, no, I'll I was going to say that is why. So this is why she's still alive. Yeah, he yeah. broke his own rule. He set the rules. He, he created he the rules. To, yeah, yeah, but he's she's still alive. In theory, mm. you're supposed to tie up all loose ends, right? Mm. She is definitely a loose end because she knows of the existence of this algorithm, and yeah. she's still alive. Yes. Yeah, so so that, that after the first sitting, I, I I had a question. I was asking myself, what's what's the motive, right? So we know we know why Seder. It was clear what Seder's motive was. You know, it's money, fame, power, because um, we he, they tell us about his backstory and and you know how he's he's using the uh, tenant uh, to his own advantage. Right, we we understand Cat's motive. Obviously, it, her motherly love. Just to get, get away from this psychopath, right? Um, love, love it, loves her son. But why did the protagonist? So I said earlier, I I didn't know what his name was in the in the film, and it turns out he doesn't have a name. Right, he's just name. the protagonist. Why did he choose to to save Cat over saving the world? There was a there was a point in time that he had to make that decision, right? So you know he's an agent, sure. Um, what's his? I just I failed to understand that character's motive in this whole thing. It's because you got her involved, right? I don't know if it's like a, an attraction or anything, but I think it's mostly to do because she's. I don't think she had like some sort of attraction to him. Her motivation no. was her son to get yeah. to get away. Protect her, get away from the arms dealer, Sadra, and protect her son. That was her mm. motivation, and yeah. it was very, very clear by that, you know. But for him, he maybe it wasn't clear enough. But it, it, it was clear to me. A lot of his decision making was around mm -hmm. her. So even when it was around Cat, exactly, yeah, of course. But why Neil, though, right? Like why? I just was, I don't understand why. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But. Even okay, that time where they went to Estonia, right, and that whole heist to break out the nuclear material, which is actually yeah. part of the algorithm, Neil even said to him, "You know, do not go back out there. Do not go back out there. You know, to mm -hmm. try and help her." Not knowing that him going back out there is him actually giving the algorithm to Sato. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Another thing that Neil was even saying, Neil, but this is the mind-bending thing, right? By Neil saying to him, "Not do not go out there," could have been motivating him to go out there. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. So, so the the theory goes is Neil is the son. I don't, he's not. He's not the son. He's not the son. He's not. So he's some not, people not. some people tried to explain it to me that way he's because not, I, he's I, not. He's not the son. He's not the son. They've people have said he's not the son. Officially, all right, good, excellent. I so read that, and I was like, "This is bullshit." It's not the he son. He came. So, so tell me then. Neil came. He 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 used Tenet to manipulate the situation. However, what's what's happened has already happened, right? What happens has happened. Yes. So. The filmmaking piece is is extremely clever. How it folds the whole the film, you know, back uh, onto itself. Mm -hmm. But again, I just don't understand the motive, right? Why why did Neil 
do I, I know why Neil did said to the save, things to save the world to save the world so the protagonist could have effed everything up then because you had a crush on Kat <laughs> but, it was, but, yeah, but it was all meant to be I think this, yeah, yeah. the whole point of the film is like okay so at the end of the film when Neil is talking to um, Neil is talking to the protagonist and the protagonist said to Neil, because you know that Neil is obviously going off to die, right? He's going to get killed, sure. right? Yeah, and, and he does. And he, yeah, he does. And the protagonist looks at him and he says, you know, he's crying, almost like tears in his eyes. And he's like, can we do anything better? Can we do, can we change this? Yeah. And he's like, Neil's like, no, there's nothing you can do to change this, right? This what is happens, all, happened. What happens is going to happen, right? So it's almost that thing of, okay, but then there's nothing you can do about it. It's just... No, yeah, just I know, it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, even the scientists, right? When, when the protagonist asks, uh, asked about the bullets, she said, don't try to understand it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Christopher Nolan telling people who don't understand him, you know, you're just not just, smart enough. Well, and, in, and if someone says to you, okay, so is that other thing of... Um, and it was, yeah, but it's the other thing about the bullet. It's like, okay, if she told him not to pick up the bullet, would you have picked up the bullet? Yeah, yeah. That type of thing, right? So if you... It never you explained ask... <laughs> how he managed to do it, though. He's like, oh, instinct. And then the bullet comes, you know. Look, he's inverted, right? The yeah. bullets are inverted. What I mean by inverted, the bullet's inverted, so he's dropped it. Yeah, because they brought it back. Yeah, he dropped it. And <laughs> he's then, dropped yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just things are but happening the bullets, in reverse. But the bullets... The bullets are coming. So on our plane, on our timeline, for for example, on that timeline when everything's just normal, time is traveling, is flowing from let's yeah. say time traveling is flowing from left to right. He picks up the okay, but the bullet is traveling from right to left. Sure. So on our timeline, yeah, yeah. exactly. On our timeline, he's he's um what we can see is him picking up the bullet. So it's going backwards, right? But on the bullet's timeline, it's been dropped. <laughs> mm. yeah so that's that's just how it i just don't understand how how they transport those things you know like uh they talk about that 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 door is is the portal you know, oh yeah they don't it's really got explain the turnstile okay so the turnstile yeah. so sato has got turnstiles at three ports okay so we saw one turnstile so he's got one turnstile at um oslo yeah. He also got another turnstile in Estonia. Okay. So this is where he can invert time. So he can go yeah. basically back in time. He can go, he can invert himself yeah. or invert people or invert whatever. Right. And he can walk through it. And you also saw a turnstile on the ship as well. And you also saw a turnstile in, I think it's in Russia, that, that town at the end of the film or the beginning, that town, um, what's it called? I've got a name, Sector Something Something. Sure. They also saw, yeah. so I think we saw altogether four turnstiles in, in the movie. Mm. Okay. So he's got these turnstiles in free ports because remember what they said about free ports. Free ports is that you can store things there that are not necessarily legal. No, yep. no questions asked. Right. And the protagonist and Neil found the first uh, free uh, turnstile in the um, Oslo operation, which I think that was like brilliant. That was like typical once again, Christopher Nolan. That was very cool. Uh, yeah, that whole scene and how they uh, folded back. It, 
I was yeah. watching it and I was like, oh, I lo- absolutely, I love this. I think I'm going to watch the film again the third time. Because <laughs> I, just, I just love the setup. I just love the fact, once again, both of them are walking down the street and Neil's done some reconnaissance. You know, he's mm. gone, he's checked out the Freeport, someone's showing him around. He's looking at the, he asked the question, how about, you know, the sprinkler system? Isn't that going to damage the artwork? I said, no, 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 we don't use water here. We use gas. We displace the, yeah. the air. Because at the end of the day, people store their stuff here because they know we do not put humans above the art that's being stored here, right? So mm-hmm. they do not care. So they give you 10 seconds to get out. And I was like, this is absolutely brilliant. And when the protagonist is speaking to Neil and saying to him, okay, so how are we going to cause a, dis- how are we going to cause a disturbance for them, to, for them to put the free port in lockdown? <laughs> He's just looking at a plane and said, right? Mm-hmm. Plow yeah, and he's 747 into the back door of this uh report. I was like, is it brilliant? Love yeah, it. That, that was cool. Yeah, love it. But yeah, so the characters are you, and okay, so that was the protagonist. So you're not sure about his motives. So, how about Robert Patterson? How do you think his performance in this film compared? I have always been. Um, ruined by the Twilight series. I've never watched it. Um, I, 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 yeah, I watched one of them or something. Shame. And yeah. And again, I, I, back then I remember asking myself, why am I watching this? You know, what, why, why, why is this guy a vampire? What, why? Anyway. So that, that was my, my only kind of, um, uh, 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 experience of, of seeing Pattinson on, on the big screen. Um, ever since I think I've seen him in, in some movies where he's a side character, I haven't really mm-hmm. seen much of his breakout stuff. I, I know he's done a few um, which are noteworthy. I need to go and check that out. Uh, but those who don't know, I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, yeah, if, if I was to choose one superhero, it would be Batman. Um, so I, when I saw the news of, of, of Mr. Pattinson, being the new Batman, um, I was I was a bit upset, <laughs> to say the least. However, I think in this film he's 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 shown me that okay, you know he's he's not just that that teen vampire, um, uh, uh, pretty boy that I thought he was. You know, he he did a pretty good job. He played um, uh, it was believable, right? Uh, I, I I I think he did a better job than than some of the other actors actually. Um, um um and uh, uh he he put on some kind of accent um i, I don't was, know why he... it was british mate <laughs> yeah. british sure accent. sure but uh <laughs> like a a very posh kind of accent he was yeah he was it was just to... it was just the english accent that's what it was it was okay. uh it was english accent he his his performance like a british secret agent exactly his, his, his performance was solid he was clearly somebody who knew a lot more than he was actually giving. That's that's the character yeah. he was playing, and he had a lot. He was dropping a lot of subtle hints here and there. You know, yeah. it was clear that the protagonist recruited him, right? The yeah. protagonist recruited him. He was, already knew him, right? He already yeah, really knew him. Yeah. Really knew him. We knew him for the job, and there's little little subtle things, right? The fact that he has a master's in physics. The mm. fact that he can speak Estonian, he knows Estonian, because in the mm-hmm. film he says, oh, I thought you know Estonian. You know, he says, yeah, I mm. do, but this is backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That type of thing. So it, you can see the whole setup 
you know, this guy had to be someone who knows about time and space and physics and everything like that to be able to do the job that the protagonist wanted him to do. So again, it, it takes the second viewing to see that, in my opinion. I mean, unless you're unless you're some crazy genius who could guess everything just <laughs> from the start. Um, so yeah, that, that's my view. I, I I think this film you need multiple viewings to to enjoy it at its mm. fullest. Oh yeah, for right? sure. Because it, it's just scattered with little little details and information, and like as you said. Pattinson dropping hints um, in some of the lines that he, he, he you know, in some of the dialogue. Oh, the, the, um, he was dropping loads, like massive yeah. bombs in, yeah. in the dialogue and everything. Yeah. So it was really good. So you loved so, it? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it, man. Right. Um, how, how would you compare it to Inception? <sighs> I, think it's, I think it's Inception for grown-ups, basically. I think this is this is once you graduated from the inception, this is the mm. um, the PhD of inception, if anything. It just takes it to another level. Um, if I, if anybody who had a hard time with inception, then I wouldn't necessarily recommend this film. No, that's true. Because yeah, you're just going to be explaining true. everything to them. And like, what is going on? I can't follow. But if you can get inception and you like that sort of time, mind, time, space, mind bending um what's going on is 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 up down or down up is left right or left or right left yeah then this film is exactly what you need this is it's Absolutely. a thinking it's a thinking person's film and that's what Nolan wants he wants you to have these mm. type of conversations about the film so you sit there and you'll talk about it right yeah i i agree and i although i didn't love it as as much as you did um <laughs> but it definitely got me thinking you know on the spot it got me researching about block theory and physics and you know how the whole time how it's it, you cannot manipulate it and you know so it's it's a it's a very different view of of space and time in this one um, yeah because so I, you know you know i think it's is it, is it tem a templar templar temporal temporal or um, i can't remember what it's called now no, there's just like something, something that's opposite. So something there is, I can't remember the terminology, but it's reverse. Something that a word that's reversed, but means the same when it's reversed. Entropy? No. Entropy is how something moves through time, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're, we are not physicists. So, but so Nolan almost tem- temporal, us, yeah. that's it. Temporal, temporal is something that's basically, um, Reversing the opposite of something. Right, 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 right. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There you have but it. This is, but this is what they reference a lot during the film. It's like, it's what they, and Patterson says at the end, like this whole f- movie is, is temporal. Yeah. It's a temporal pincer movement. Mm. That's what he says. The whole thing is temporal pincer movement. The whole thing. It's so, very clever. It, you, you, you need to understand, don't try and understand it. You try and just yeah. learn about it, right? And, because you uh, should then... know that at the end, you saw the future selves of those people, right? So you yeah. saw the future. So Sator, the wife, um, Sator, the wife, the protagonist, those are all future people. Yeah. That went back in that word. They were inverted, then they got uh, reverted. 
back in time so they know what's going to happen in the future. Okay. Which is why I, I was very fascinated by the theory, because if you watch things like Back to the Future or um, what was the other one with Bruce Willis, I can't remember, but I keep talking about the grandfather paradox. Yes. Where uh, uh, the theory is if, if you go back in time and, and see yourself, then that just breaks space and time, right? But no, here, the grandfather, no, the grandfather paradox is if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, kill, yeah, would, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. would you still exist? Exactly. Exactly. So you, so you, it means uh, basically means you can't change um, things, right? Because it'll, it'll be a massive impact um, to, to the but you, timeline. But, but no, but there's no answer. No one knows, right? Exactly. No one knows exactly. If you go back, because you're going back, you just don't know. You don't know. But you don't know. But time is not a straight line at the same time, right? Time so is not a straight line at the same time. In you this film, mm. it, 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 it talks about time being set, right? The, it's in a block. You, 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 you can only experience it either inverted um, or, or going forward. Yeah, but it's, this, film, this film basically explains the flow of time being in like basically two directions and they're coming to, and overlapping each other. So with, the, with the, the, the inversion machines, right, you're changing the flow. Yeah, you're so just going what, what back say, yeah. through it or forward through it. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. So those scenes where you see um, you see everyone going backwards. So they inverted themselves, and the boats are going back. Yeah, so they're going back in time, basically. But yeah. they are still. But that's where. But they they everything's flowing backwards. Yeah. But they're still moving forward. But everything's flowing backwards, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's then, kind of like you're re- rewinding on a, on a tape. Yeah, tape. They're yeah. rewinding, rewinding. Then they can invert themselves or revert themselves. And you know exactly what's going to be happening. But the thing that's kind of messed up is, isn't that, isn't everything set? Exactly. So is time... Is, so there is actually the no future, point. <laughs> is the future always going to be me being inverted and going back in time? And do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So th- that's why this film is really clever because it is what it is. It, it doesn't, it, it's not, it's not talking about you going back in time to change anything. Well, the best example of it is the whole, the scene in um, Estonia when um, the protagonist goes back out to uh, try and get the, the device or the part of the algorithm before Sator does, right? Mm. Not knowing in the earlier scene, we saw him. Yeah. This is the messed you, up you thing. Already, you saw that. The, so the car was, re- was flipped over. You see the car reflip back over. Yeah. And not knowing that because he went back out there, he caused, he ended up giving him the device. Mm. Mm. When he's like, damn. So it doesn't matter what you do. Because <laughs> that would have happened set, already. It was always yeah. going to happen. And when he went to Priya, he went back to Priya, he went back to Priya and he spoke to Priya. They were walking through a park or something like that. And he said to Priya, you knew I was going to give it to him. You knew what was going to happen and you let it happen. Right? Yeah. Because in two days time, you're going to see me, you're going to meet me and you're going to tell me <laughs> to go out. So is this what's really messed up because he went back in time to speak to Priya and said, look, this is what's happened, but you knew what's going to happen. You knew I was going to give him that peace. Yeah. So when you see me in two days' time, you're going to once again tell me to go after the peace in Estonia. Mm. She's like, she shrugged her shoulders and said, yeah, of course. 
You can't、mm. change things. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way it is. The th- thing is that that's the whole point of the film, right? Because it's all set.、Uh, they even say it. I think they say it in the film, "What happens happened," right?、Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's really clever. It, it's it's definitely very clever. Watch, w- mate. Watch it again. Like watch it again. Like、yeah. try and block out a couple of hours, headphones on, and just like watch it again. Because I think、yeah. you'll enjoy it a lot more when you watch it end to end again. You just、yeah. be like, okay, this film is actually quite. It's really good. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't quite love it yet,、um, but、uh, definitely <laughs> better second viewing. <laughs> All right,、true. thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Listen to us ramble on <laughs> about <laughs> <laughs> about our limited knowledge when it comes to quantum physics. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right. We'll see you next time. Yep. Take care.